Yes, yes. This is uh, live and direct. This is King J from Newburgh, aka Justice Godfrey, aka OG Just Free, also known as the Ghetto Guru. And I'm here live and direct with the Black Beatles on the Ball and Beats podcast. The Black Beatles are in the building. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ball and Beach Podcast. I am your man, B. Spence. See, Jeezy. And together, we are the Black Beatles. In the city. All day, every day long. You know what I'm saying? You know how we do. So welcome in. This is episode number 16. 16. Number 16. And it's snowing. And it's snowing outside. And we in here in the honeycomb hideout right now. That's what we calling it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, again, first of all, uh, thanks everybody for coming back and checking in with us. Uh, we do have a, a a nice guest on here with us today. Uh, he he is a man from the podcast world as well. Uh, we we gonna do go ahead and uh, uh, introduce yourself uh, to the show, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm trying on a new nickname. You know what I'm saying? Y'all gonna have to comment on. Uh, <laughs> y'all gonna have to comment on. Uh, what you call? Ain't nobody gave me a nickname in a minute, so I gave myself a motherfucking nickname, man. I'm going by OG Just Free from here on out because uh, I feel old. I'm finally a father, so I feel like I gained OG status. You feel me? Oh, yeah, shout up. out to the uh, to the new fathers, man. Both That's what's up. Man. That's both of us, man. Oh, really? Both of us, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. bro. I, know, you, brother, I man. know you had a new one. New one you know, new, this new. is the first time I said it on the show, too. Okay. I never said nothing about it on the show, either. I think Murph kind of. Blew it well, up. Yeah, maybe yeah, he did. I'll be forgetting. I'll be forgetting. Yeah, I'll be forgetting. My bad. Yeah, man. Well, well my brother, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the show. You it's know what an I'm honor. saying? It's an honor and a pleasure, man. You know, I thought Monkey nah. <laughs> Ain't on no Hollywood <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Ain't no problem, bro. Just welcome, welcome to the show. I know you uh you coming in from out of town as well. Let everybody know where you're coming from right now. Oh man, I'm coming from Puerto Rico by way of Atlanta, by way of Newburgh, by way of uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Nah, but for real, I just came in town from uh, Atlanta. I just came to Louisville from Atlanta. That's how I got here. But from before I was in Atlanta, I was in Puerto Rico. Mm. Beautiful. So if you would go ahead, uh, just let everybody know about the podcast that you're a part of. Oh uh, yeah, man. I uh. I am, I'm, 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 I apologize to you. I'm not the best subject. For, you know what I'm saying? I'm used to being on the other side. But I produce a, a podcast called The Naked Hustle Show. And you can check it out on thenakedhustleshow.com. Or you can check out our Instagram at thenakedhustle.show. And what it is, uh, I had this idea, like, I wanted to write a book. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to write an audio book, though. I just wanted to skip the whole, like, reading part. And I felt like if you could hear the story, you could absorb it better. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, that should be an industry. Like, and that's how I kind of discovered podcasts. I was like, man, this shit is interesting. You know what I'm saying? You could just talk, and it ain't like no music or nothing. You know what I'm saying? You could center it around the subject. So I had a couple ideas in mind about the show that I wanted the shows that I wanted to produce, but I knew the main thing I wanted to do was highlight unique stories. So I had a homegirl that was uh, 
that was a dancer, she used to always hit me with like wow stories because she damn near talked to me like I'm a BFF and shit. You feel me? So she would tell me shit that she would tell, you know, very few other people. You know what I'm saying? Only shit. shit. She would basically share with other dancers because they got their own community. Like, they, the shit that they discuss with one another, they don't tell their sisters, their brothers, their boyfriends, girlfriends, their mom and them. Like, it's just shit that's internal. Right. So I was like, man, we in Atlanta. It's the strip club capital. It's arguably the strip club cap- capital of the world. And these girls move like... They move industries like they they connected to because like she danced in a white club, so she would have uh, you know uh, 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 ambassadors and judges and like you would have like white clientele like high power high profile white clientele and the stories that you get from them is uh, different but still as interesting as the, from the D boys and the rappers and shit. So I was like, well, shit, let's just build up a show. So that's how the Naked Hustle show got started. I started interviewing, I started recording her. And it was like a documentary. It was like just that's that was my original concept. I wanted it to be like a documentary of profiling girls, and that's what season two is gonna be. That uh, each episode we gonna document one girl, you know what I'm saying, and follow her around, and it's gonna be over a couple of days, and it's gonna be produced down into one show. But that's how we did her show, and. If you go on our website, you can check it out. And the ver- the very first show is called Tony Story. That's a that's a dance name, Tony. And uh, I think it's interesting. And so far, like I be asking, I be asking our listeners for negative feedback, like criticize our shit, like tell us, you know, what I'm saying what's wrong with it. You feel because I feel like people is good at telling you what's wrong with your shit. And motherfuckers ain't got too much um, critique. Like you know, they definitely don't have. No complaints. The most we get is, because we ain't got the beautiful setup like y'all, we be recording <laughs> on the phone. You feel me? We be recording on the phone. So that's what they be saying. Like, yo, y'all should get, I should get in the studio and shit like that. But So I think the content is interesting, man. You'd be surprised what you can learn from strippers, man. I, I, think, it, I think that idea is dope, though. I think it's, that's, a, that's a perfect idea. I mean, just because it gives... It gives everybody a chance. I believe everybody get a chance, man. It doesn't matter right. what you do. Well, I mean, you're good at what you're good at, you know. And if if that's your hustle, I don't knock any woman that wants to get out there and, you know, shake what her mama gave her for a little money. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. You don't have to take it any farther than what it is. We was at the strip club, man, real quick. We was at the strip club. And this girl, she just had no self-esteem, man. And she's just Damn. like, I'm not about to suck and do all this and do all that them other girls do. I'm like, it's about selling a dream. Right. A man will believe anything you tell him. Exactly. If he's under the influence of alcohol and right. your butt's in his face. Right. He's feeling he, you can you. tell him, ah, oh, you can do this and do that. But at the end of the day, you don't have to do it. And it's just crazy to see how women who are in strip clubs don't even believe in themselves. So it's kind of like. With your show, that's that's dope, man. Like how to break it down and actually, you know what I'm saying? If you if you shaking in front of ambassadors, why wouldn't you? Right. Make that money. Right, right. And that's that's one thing. So it's another show that I'm working on. Um we haven't fully by the t- well no, nah, not by the time it's coming. In a couple of weeks it'll be live. It's called uh you can go to uncletie.com and I got an old school player and he was he was a a, a millionaire in the streets. And that's what he always talks to me about game. And that's what he's doing. He's giving up game on his show. But he was one day we was having a, a conversation and he was talking about how uh every lawyer's not rich. Every doctor's not rich. Like it's 
So every hustler is not rich. So so the way so we 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 break down the principles of how he became a millionaire in the streets, right? And he's like, it's a, the the first key is uh, what do you call it? Self like self application like applying yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta apply yourself, Smokey. Like, and it's a lot of people <laughs> in, in the industry, and, and, and even in, in in any industry, bro. It's mu- it's mu- it's people that's gonna be at the top of the industry, and it's gonna be people at the bottom. And it's yeah. about your 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 personal drive, personal initiative. You got personal initiative. You say that's the key to any type of success. And it's a lot of lazy, lazy people in any industry. And it's a trip when you see it. It's like you already in here. You already got to pay to be here. Like you going you know what I'm saying? You got to pay to work as a stripper. So why not run game? Like why not make it fun? Like make that shit. You know what I'm saying? Be, be, don't be yourself. Don't be this lazy bitch that just like this roll blunts and smoke them in the corner. Like, be <laughs> right. motherfucking crystal glisten, whatever the fuck you decide. You know what I'm saying? You got to take on a character. Like, you're acting out a role. And if you know, if you get into that mode, you can be a millionaire. Yep. And you ain't got to sell no pussy just by talking to men. You know what I'm saying? Nigg- it's niggas that come in there with that much money to give you. You feel me? But... And a lot of, and that's what the show does. We kind of give girls tips and pointers on like how to like. We actually got a couple uh, ebooks coming out. Like one is how to date a stripper, and another one is like for uh, like wives. You know what I'm saying? Like how to spice up your relationship and shit like that. But we also gonna do one for the strippers, like to get your game tight. Like you know what I'm saying? Because it's 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 a girl that posts. I reposted on my IG. She's in, uh, I think she's in London, and. She dances over at the white white chick, uh, European dancer, and she was like, uh, she posted up some shit on like a a Sunday morning, I think. Now Saturday morning, she posted up a picture, and it was thirteen hundred and fifty some dollars. I think thirteen hundred fifty six dollars. She was like, "Look, this is how I made thirteen hundred and fifty six dollars last night without even taking my top off," because she just talked to a dude. You feel me? An older white dude with money. You feel me? And that's sometimes that's all a motherfucker want. But if you ain't if you ain't hip, then you're gonna lose every time. Right. It's as simple as that. Like that's why I tell people when I go out of town, I'm whoever you want me to be. Exactly. Whoever you imagine that I am, that's who I am. Right. I was in calls last night and this chick said, You look like Pimp C. And right. I said, oh, I do. And she was like, Yeah, she was like, You look just like him. And I said, Well, I'm not Pimp C. Right. But I'm me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't care who you think I am. You know? Right. Especially if I'm out of town. You, When I leave here, you'll never see me exactly. again. Exactly. So I'll be that baller you think I am. <laughs> and I not even spend a penny. I'll tell you how to, I'll spend everything on you. I'll tell you what you want to hear. Right. And it's going to give me you know what? That, that reminded me of a story. Uh, when I was in, uh, I think it was... Not, not, uh, it wasn't 2017, it was 2016, like around September, October, I don't know. I made a trip down to, uh, I made a trip down to Dallas, uh, and, uh, I was down there, uh, went down there to holler the, the home of B West. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? Up, what up, B West? So, uh, shout out B West. So they got a, uh, they got a big strip club down there. Uh, it's called, uh, Onyx yeah. down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I had never been, we went there. And uh, you know, I you know, I dressed up. I thought I was fresh or whatever. Yeah. But uh but you know, when it comes to the real facts, I had already spent my money for the trip. You okay, know what I'm saying? Okay. So I was in there broke. I didn't have nothing on right, me. Right, but you looking like but, a million. But bucks. I was dressed all the way to death. I had my two chains on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> two chains. And uh 
so you know we in there and and it's like uh it was like five of us that was there you know what i'm saying five of us in the crew so me i'm sitting by the bar watching a game that's on tv because like i said i ran out of all my little money so i'm sitting there at the bar the other homies is is all uh they next to me all in a row we all in a row up against the bar so i'm just sitting there and then boom a stripper comes up just runs up starts dancing on me i said dang right. i ain't got no money got in my me. pocket so <laughs> i tapped so i tapped over to my home i was like yo man give me like a couple singles i can give to this girl so he hand me a couple singles give it to the girl she goes out the whole time we sitting there, it keeps on happening. Every one of them dancers kept on coming up to me to do it. Like and, game, and I'm thinking, bro. like, why do they keep on coming up to me? And then I'm thinking, I'm like, look, okay, I'm looking real sharp at her. I'm looking like I'm caked up. She see I didn't tap the right. homie to get like like this, like I'm the head guy, and this is right. the crew holding my right. money or right. something. Right. <laughs> so I just thought that was funny, man. They thought I was a boss. No, I was the brokest cat in the crew. Yeah, but shit, not to them, though. <laughs> right. What knowledge you tell them? And I love, dog, it's the thing about strippers, bro. The reason I decided to document their story because it's like, it's the fantasy, it's the theater of mind, the fact that you can't hear the girl. Like, just, it's like like one of the girls we had on the show, she ain't, you know what I'm saying, she ain't the baddest girl we done had on the show, but, bro, her voice is so sexy and her story is so fucking interesting. Like, it's taken me the longest to edit her story because I want to piece it together like a story. I want that shit to, because her, her shit is interesting, bro. Like, she, um... She ended up, she was from Indiana, and she ended up, she said one day, so I said, how you end up dancing? She said, well, one day, uh, I was with my homegirl, we were skipping school, went to go smoke weed with these niggas, and I looked up, I was in New York. Bitch, what? (laughs) What the fuck? Like, and then she, so she ended up turning some tricks up there. Long story short, by the time she made it back to Indiana, because she was in high school at that time, she ended up being a stripper. Her story is real interesting, bro, and a lot of these girls got stories, and they got game. But they just, it got to get pulled out of them. And the way that I met my host of the show, I met her in 2012. And what happened, Rome Supreme, he was in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Shout out Rome Supreme, man. Yeah, shout out my brother. And he uh, he had to go, he had a little chick, you know what I'm saying, up, on, up, up in Sandy Springs. And I always lived downtown, except for when I lived on the south side. So I didn't know nothing about Sandy Springs, right? So I'm up there, and I'm like, well, I know he's just probably about to do his thing, so I'm not finna go all the way back to the city. You know what I'm saying? Go up from San like if anybody know anything about uh Atlanta, like Sandy Springs is like uh Taboo Two is the club that pops on Sandy Springs. So I met Naya up the street from Taboo Two on Roswell Road. And um I was just looking for something that was open. Cause I was like, all right, I'll find a little bar and then when he called me, tell me he's ready, I go pick him up. Right. So I drop him off and then I'm just driving down Roswell Road and then I see this sign that says uh flashes. So I pull into there and then they was like $10 to park, $5 to get in, but they don't tell you until you park and you get to the door. You feel me? Right. They charge you to park automatic. So I'm like, shit, I just, you know what I'm saying? I'm already tight because there, I just came to go, probably going to drink two beers and then he called me, boom. So I'm in there and really I think this is where the idea of the podcast, this was in 2012. I think this is where the idea of the podcast came because I never forget like two or three white chicks approaching. I'm like, nah, I ain't fucking with you. Like, but they kept talking to me, bro. Right. And then, this black chick came over with these big ass titties, bro. I think she was like a double D or something, bro. The bitch was, she just had titties galore, bro. I never forget that shit. And this bitch would not stop talking to me, and I was, and, and, but she was interesting, bro, because she, I never forget it. She played, she, she was married to a nigga that played for the Dallas Cowboys, right? 
And she was like, yeah, this strip club shit is real. Da, 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 I, uh, you know, we real people and blah, blah. And the bitch, long story short, the bitch was like, I want to take my story to Oprah. I can see myself being on Oprah, bro. That's what the bitch said, bro. I'm like, damn, bro. I was heavy, bro. You feel me? So I told her, I was like, I ain't got no money for you. And this other chick was sitting behind me trying to get her attention. So I was like, you should probably dance with somebody. Because I had already told her, like, I'm not going. I'm not here for that. You feel right. me? I'm just like, woo, woo. So then Naya comes over. And she's like, I seen you turning all these bitches down. You going to talk to me, woo, woo. So she gives me a free dance. She buys me a drink. And she gives me a number, bro. And from that up that point on, bro, we've been like this, bro. And that was in 2012. So when I, so later on in 2016, when I decided to develop the podcast, I was like, shit, I'm ready to fuck with Naya. We're gonna do this shit about the strippers, bro. So that was a that was a match made in heaven. That's what's up. Right. That's what's up. I'm gonna That's... tell you this though, real quick. Now I ain't gonna call out who the stripper was. I ain't gonna call out the strip club. But I was at a local strip club in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I walk in, free. I walk in free. You know, I don't pay too many spots. Right. I walk in free. Dude's like, ah, yeah, you good, man. Come on. Give me a band. So I walk in, sit down. It's more strippers than it is people in the club. Right. Exactly. So I'm sitting there. I'm at the bar trying to enjoy myself. I get a drink. The girl's like, give me a drink. Cool. I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? Man, give me a shot of Remy. Get her a shot of, get her a shot of, uh, and she, I looked at her, she's like, I want Henny too. And I, she's like, I want Henny. I was like, get her a shot of Henny. So she was like, all right, that's eight for you and 43 for her. Damn. I said, 43? <laughs> she said, yeah, it's, uh, she was like, yeah, well, like 25 goes to the bar and then the rest of it goes to me. It's helping me out. Ooh. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, <laughs> So you you expect me to give forty three dollars this lady for a shot of Hennessy and I get a dance? Right, I'd rather get forty three dollars worth of table dances. So I'm like, why don't I just go to the liquor store next door and buy you a bottle? Right, you can drink all you want. She's like, no. She's like, like why are you being cheap? So then I turn around and my first reaction is, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. I reach in my pocket, pull out my stash. Like, don't get it twisted. It's not that I don't have $43. I said I have standards that I live $43 by. $43 for a shot, boy. I said I'm not going right. to pay $43 That better be some Pappy Van Winkle. I'm not going to pay $43 for the shot. It's you like, can say I'm cheap or whatever you want. But at the end of the day. And that's I'm what I'm saying shot. about these lazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. These bitches, it be bitches. And I, and I, I can't say that I can't say this, but I feel uh, at liberty to say this because I talk to so many strippers, bro. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm part of that. I feel like a fucking strip club manager. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's so many strippers that's fucking lazy. Like, I'm not your baby daddy. Like, don't don't talk. I don't give a fuck if we went to high school together, middle school together. Bitch, put on an act when you see me in this motherfucker, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because somebody is going to get this $43. But you're not finna finesse me out of $43 at the bar, bitch. How much is a table dance? Most table dances in a black strip club is $5 a dance. If it's not, it's like 7 or 10. That's either four songs, five songs, uh, fucking eight songs. You feel me? Right. So it's like, look, bitch, I'd rather get eight songs out your motherfucking ass than buy you a drink. You can go sober. I'm not here to, 
I'm not here to impress you. You here to impress me. I'm right. the nigga with the money, right. bitch. Right. I, I don't care. I could buy. I could go to the bar, be the asshole, and say, "Give this bitch a shot of water." You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what you think, nigga. You could. I don't care how you feel about me. This is a strip club. That means the only thing that counts in here is my money and your ass and titties. Like, I'm sorry. We not here. Oh, it's not. The, we got to meet you at the mall. I'm a fucking Kroger. You feel me? Like, we not on that. You know what I'm saying? This is not Coles. This is the strip club. You work for me as long as I'm paying you. So, fuck your attitude. You can have an attitude with somebody else. Ain't no way in hell you going to finesse me out of no $43, bitch. $43, I can have a good time with $43 as opposed to you having one shot for $43. Right. Yeah. yeah, you summed it up for me. It was at at the end of the day. Tried to finesse. It was funny because after all that, because it went for like ten minutes. That's what I'm saying. And it got to the point where argue with me. it got to the point where a homie was like, "Bro, just go ahead and get that girl to drink." And I'm Fuck like, that girl. So I turned and said, "Well, why don't you do it?" Right, nigga. And Captain he did. Save a bitch. And he did. So he did. He paid for it. Went on, got his little dances with her. You know what I'm saying? Took her to the side, got her dances. And turned around, 10 minutes late, she's back in my face. I'm broke. Why you on me? I'm broke. Why right. you want to talk to the broke guy? I, How you I wasn't be- saying you was broke. I'm just, I just, you know, I, I, you know, it was for me. It benefits me. I'm like, well, it benefits me if you dance and right. I spend my money. It don't benefit me buying you a drink because getting you drunk doesn't do anything. Right, you can be sober. You're going to have to dance. If I give you $5, you have to dance. I don't give a fuck what your feelings are. Like, the manager's going to tell you. Like, if we really get into a confrontation, like, yeah, bitch, he's a customer. You know what I'm saying? You don't, the customer's right, not you. Fuck you. Fuck the bartender. That shit's crazy to me, bro. Crazy. So what was, you know, that was definitely a hell of an intro. Super, super, super good info there. Uh, So what we're going to do, we're going to take one quick break. And then we're going to be right back at you with more of the Ball and Beach Podcast. Show niggas the earth style, ain't the only one to do it. Beyond what's 
on the surface. No telescopic lenses, a pair of Cartier's is how the prophecy begins. Harder days is yet to come, y'all. We shall overcome, y'all. Even if they kill us dead, we would not succumb, y'all. Tired of all them crumbs as they falling from the carpet ladder. Y'all niggas is balling while we crawling like we never mattered. Enough to piss me off, but yet I'm more than just Yo, welcome back, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us through that short break. Uh, welcome back to the Ball and Beast Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, B. Spence. It's your boy, C. Jeezy, and we are the Black Beatles in the city. And you know this man. <laughs> Had to throw that in there real quick. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, you got uh, to. All right, so we're going to get into a couple of our <laughs> sports topics, sir. Uh, first, first thing we're going to go ahead and touch on is uh, UConn has fired head coach Kevin Ali. Uh, after I th- how many seasons has six. he been there now? He's been there for about six seasons. Six seasons. Uh, he won the championship in his second year. Second year. Uh, so now he's just been fired. Now the story is he's been fired for uh, calls or just calls or whatever. Basically, they're they're trying to fire him and say they don't need to pay out his contract. Uh, it's not really come out the reason for it, but apparently they are under NCAA investigations for some kind of violation. It hasn't come out. Uh, my man, see, 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 Jesus, where, where you at? You know what? Before we do that, I've, I messed up. Let me go ahead and come back with it. I introduced me and see Jeezy back. We got to introduce our guest back from the uh, break. Yeah, Justice Godfrey, <laughs> man, my man, right. So, our, our, our guest on the show today, we do have our guest, Justice, here today as well. Uh, so now we're going to go back into the, the, the Kevin Ollie situation. Uh, see, Jeezy, how, how you feel about that, uh, situation up in Yukon? This is another situation, and you know I don't care. I don't have no filter. This is another situation of a black coach being blackballed. It's another Mark Jackson situation. You brought this guy in to be a coach. He wins games. He uh, won the championship for you with, with a team that I think was one of the worst teams put together, and they still won. He took a little bit of nothing and made something. You give him – a little budget. You don't pay him much. You also put him in a situation where his recruiting is, come on, you in, you in competition with UConn's girls. UConn's girls gets ten times players better than the men's. So you, he's in an awkward situation, man. And I feel like it's somebody up top or above him that really, really never really had their best interest for him. And it sucks. Mark Jackson, same way, man. Mark Jackson – was at the Warriors, and arguably, I say, they give Steve Kerr all the credit. Mark Jackson's the one that put that mold there. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Ollie is a great coach. He proved it by taking, like I said, a mediocre team and winning the championship. That's something major. You know, and he's been there six years. And, okay, they, they haven't had the best of years, but they didn't stink that bad to where. Oh, they've been stinking pretty bad, bro. I mean, they, they, didn't, make, they didn't make the tournament. <laughs> They didn't make the tournament. Uh, they didn't a win years. a conference game at all. They didn't win a conference game? I don't believe they won a conference game this year. Oops. <laughs> well, in that case, get him out of here. Nah, for real though. No. Honestly, I mean, I, they, he had. But I could be wrong. I could no, be wrong. No, no, you're not wrong. Matter of fact, I do remember them saying that. But the thing is, is how many other coaches have had worse for more than, more than two, three years? Now, you got to think. The year after they won the championship, they came back and got in the tournament. I know they lost, but they was in the tournament the next year. So they might have missed the tournament two, three years in a row. But how many coaches get 
more ample chances than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they give coaches that are supposed to succeed and have the players to do it that never make it to the tournament. Or if they make it to the tournament, they've got the first, second round every year. I feel like it's the same situation. It's just, I, like I said, man, I, I think it's somebody up top that really, really, really don't have Kevin Ollie's best interest because not only do you fire him, but then you try to throw his, oh, well, he did this and he allegedly did this and he's the reason for this. It's like, I don't know, man. It's, I just think they're they doing him wrong, man. But Well, I got I got a couple of couple of thoughts on it. Uh, one, well, first off, as soon as he – when he won the championship at UConn, all the NBA teams came calling. Yep. From when that happened, in my opinion, I said he should have took one of them NBA jobs because yep. I knew this was going to eventually happen at UConn. Yep. Because they don't – you're right. They don't get those type of star-caliber players at UConn like that. Right. They they lucked up and had a Kimba Walker that year they won the timber. And really, it wasn't nobody else for real. Exactly. So, in in – I mean, I really feel like he should have took those NBA offers while his stock was high because it was never going to be higher than it was at the That's time. That's very true. So, of course, UConn's been really bad for a few years. Uh, and definitely I agree with you on, on some of those points. They're not going to give him all those chances that he may should have. And at this point, we really don't know what the investigation is about at all. Uh, he's also, he has filed a, a, like a, a lawsuit to try to, you know what I'm saying? To, to not get fired, to get the money that he's supposed to get and try to continue coaching. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think about it, bro? I just think it's bad. I don't know much about the situation at all, but listen to what y'all saying. It sucks that you gotta, if I was him, I would be trying to get the money and still sever the contract. Cause it's like, you gotta sue these motherfuckers, then work with them. You know what I'm saying? That shit. I don't know, bro. And when y'all said, I don't know shit about sports. When y'all said, I'm thinking of some white dude, and then you're saying it's black, it's like, I don't know how bad UConn's record is being, but if a man has to go to, uh, he got to take his shit to uh, civil court to sue to get what's supposed to be right, if they're not fulfilling their contract, then, and I don't know, it just sucks, bro. It's just about... Situations and this ain't the only school, and I'm not gonna try to make it a black white thing either. I'm, I'm not gonna try to make it that. I just think that in this situation, it might be, and other situations that it's like that because you know, in certain certain areas, like if they don't like you, right. it doesn't matter how good you are and how good you do, they're still gonna fire you. Mark Jackson took the Warriors the furthest they ever been before they start winning championships, and that's second, third round of the playoffs. They hadn't been there. Since Baron Davis and them did it when they uh, beat uh, Dallas yeah. when they was they number one They weren't going seed. to the playoffs at all. They weren't going to the playoffs at all. And this man brought an energy into the team and got a team to play team ball, which they still do. And it's kind of like he sits on the sideline, but I, I give him props because he still calls games in that same arena, and he doesn't change how he acts. He's so, always been a class act as Mark Jackson. They de- they demoted him from head coach? They, they no, fired they him. him. After well, see, went. he had he had uh, he had problems back and forth with with Golden State's uh, yeah, upper, management upper management too, because it was some like his assistant coaches like he wanted to fire him, but they wanted to they, they wanted, wanted to bro, keep you be him surrounded and, by and white folks, that. bro. That shit always 
everything in America comes down to race. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, all right, you the one black person in this organization of white people, bro. So you can't, it's just like being a woman. You know what I'm saying? That shit happened at a job I had in Atlanta, bro. They came to find out everybody in the job, everybody black was getting paid less than everybody white, bro. So they had to bring in HR and shit like that because the fucking, the dumbass publisher of the magazine, she uh she she sent out, she wasn't supposed to send, she sent out this, the fucking master copy to everybody. She was supposed to spend everybody they, they salary. It was contracts. We had to sign contracts at the end of the year. And she was supposed to send you yours, send you yours, send me mine. You feel me? Right. The bitch sent the shit out, CC'd everybody, bro. And then she going to come back and say, oh, my bad. Don't look at nobody else's salary. Bro, my phone was blowing up. I didn't look because I, I didn't even see the original email. Right. Come to find out, everybody black was making less than everybody white, bro, and our fucking whole staff, bro. And this is Dang. in Atlanta. So so one of the black girls, she called in HR, and then HR was like, uh, well, you know, the, she, when she had her interview with me, she was like, Jessica's a cute little white chick. I was flirting with her like a motherfucker, you feel me? And she was like, well, Justice, you know, I feel your pain, you know, because women – uh, go through this all the time. She's like, women rarely negotiate salaries. And I just feel like when you're a minority in any type of uh, organization, you always, uh, you can't say shit. You always got to go with the flow. So you could be fantastic at your job, but you still got to go. With, so if you have a disruption with anybody, they're going to pull the white card on you. You feel me? Because they're going to click up with the other white people around you and they're going to surround you. They're going to hit you with the, with the they're going to gang up on you. They're going to jump you. I agree with that. The reason why I said I'm not going to, I'm not going to play the race cards because, it's white coaches that get black right. ball too. Right. That's the reason why I said that. But I agree with you on the – it's all at the end of the day it is about color. But I'm, I'm just saying with him, like – and not just not just Kevin Ollie, but we're using Kevin Ollie right. because he was, the, he was the, the latest. But if you look at coaches in the past five years that have been fired, all, all teams fire these coaches, and then they go get somebody that doesn't do any better – and then it's like, so why are you going to fire this man? Okay, your team's not doing as good. But what about these coaches that have been coaching for 20, 30 years? Jim Beheim, as good as he is, Jim Beheim only has one championship. No, no, as good as what people think he is. Well, that too. But he's I'm just very overrated. Yeah, he's very overrated. But I'm saying it's, it's, it's the how they put into him, how they put into the uh, – like when Kentucky got Billy Gillespie. And they was like, ah, oh, he's he's suitable. He's not suitable to be a Kentucky coach. If you look nah, at they, if you look at the line of their coaches, you, right. you you went from um, a hell of a coach in uh, what's my dude's name from UConn that was there for 20, 30 years before from UConn. Ollie. Jim Calhoun. Jim Calhoun. You go from Jim Calhoun to Kevin Ollie. What do you expect? Like, you cannot expect this man right, to be coach. Jim Calhoun. Right. The next UConn coach for the girls is not going to be nowhere near Geno. The next coach for the Duke Blue Devils is not going to be nowhere near Coach K. It's, it's going to be a fall-off. Right. And the thing that kills me is you you expect the coach to, well, we're going to go off of how good he is. Okay, well, Jim Calipari gets the best players money can buy. Yeah, and and wasn't winning, but we're not going to fire him because we pay him eight million dollars. And he was only gone because of uh, NCAA that, investigation, right? And I'm so. not and I'm not even hating on Kentucky. Not saying they haven't been good because they've done good over the years. But my thing is they should have more than one championship with all the teams they had. 
And you can easily say for our team, if we don't win the next couple of years, I'll say it for Duke. Same way. We get the best players in the world, and we not winning. That don't have nothing to do with the coach. You know what I'm saying? It's like the coach can only do so much. The coach doesn't play. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? If if I go out and I got the 10 best players and they can't shoot free throws, that don't follow me. But at the end of the day, it does. Right. Because they're not going to say, oh, well, you picked up a player that can't shoot free throws. They're going to say, it's your fault, coach. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just how I feel they did Kevin Ollie, man. And, it's, you know, it is what it is. Y'all got any ideas right. of where he might go after this? I hope he'll go to the NBA, but he might not because they yeah. kind of fell off. He kind of waited too late. Yeah, he uh, kind of waited too late. He'll, he'll probably get a job at a, at a lower Division One school or a Division Two. You know, it, yeah. that's what happens. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, how this whole saga turns out, what's going to pop up in the NCAA investigation and his lawsuit. Uh, sticking with, uh, college, you know, college basketball today was Selection Sunday. Uh, all the schools are seated now for the NCAA tournament. Uh, some schools did not make it. My Louisville Cardinals, I'm still a Cardinal for life. We did not get selected for the NCAA tournament. We did get a two seed, though, you know. <laughs> in the, the, in the knit. knit. We in the knit. knit, you know what I'm saying, the NIT but, tournament. Hey, it's, it's funny because I know some Louisville fans that I just want to laugh at because of how they talk so crazy. But for real fans that are Louisville fans, and to be honest, they got jacked. They got jacked, bro. They got ripped. There's no way that a team like Oklahoma with one player that they 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 didn't even go. They didn't even win 20 games. They won 17, 18 games. They went in conference like eight. I mean, they didn't win eight games in conference. They went like six and 12 in conference. And they get in the tournament. A team like Syracuse, who has been dragging along all year. A team like Florida State. Louisville beat Florida State twice. We just watched them in the ACC tournament, and they beat them. And so you mean to tell me that Louisville doesn't get in, but they don't? But see, that's the thing with NCAA, too. NCAA, it's funny because. I think they're still trying to punish Louisville a little bit. No, bro. No, this is what's messed up. Because if you always think about it, and I'll be honest. Louisville always gets blackballed, bro. When Brown was going up for the Heisman, Brian Brown was the the first Heisman candidate in how long for Louisville? Not because Louisville didn't have players that were good enough to make it. It's because they blackballed them. They blackballed Louisville basketball this year. The reason being, okay, they had the scandal and all that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's about that money, bro. Excuse me. And that's the reason why I don't like the NCAA is because they don't want to play the players. They want to they want to go off and sanction you and take titles away, take take wins away, take money away when you do something wrong. But at the same time, that's the whole reason why teams like Oklahoma get in the tournament is for the money. Because they want to see Trey Young. They don't care about that team. They know Oklahoma probably lose first game. But they want Trey Young to be in the tournament. They want Florida State to be in the tournament because Florida State's going to bring a nice crowd. Florida State's going to bring the money. Well, we know Duke got in. You know what I'm saying? Who's that? Duke. We know Duke got in. Ah, yeah. I mean, we supposed to be. They all right, I guess. You got a squad, man? No. Let y'all run the segment. Just sit out by the side. Just sit out by the side. That's all good. That's all good. Uh, what's what's 
What's what's what's a uh 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 what's some other note? What's the number one seeds? Uh, Virginia. I'm pretty sure Virginia's the number one. Virginia got the number one overall. As they Vill- should have. Yeah, they should have. And then you got uh, Villanova, Xavier, and Kansas. Some strong number ones. Out Which there. I mean, they, I I think they got the. I, I'm not even gonna say nothing wrong with the the seeding. Usually, they got like one through four messed up. I think they did pretty good as far as seeding wise this year. Except for the fact that, like I said, some teams shouldn't have got in. I think the only bad seed in that game was Purdue at a two. I don't think they're a two seed. I think they're more of a three or four. North but Carolina got a two North as Carolina well, right? got the, the first number two. Duke got the second, which is understandable because North Carolina beat them, you know. And that's cool. I respect that. But it's just, man, I, I, I'm telling you, Louisville got screwed and – uh, what's so crazy is I was watching it today right before we left the crib. Did you know that Louisville wasn't even in the first four out? Mm, Notre nah, Dame was, that. though. Notre Dame, a team that's sucked all year. Granted, they lost their best player, but still, they sucked all year. They were ahead of them. St. Bonaventure. Mm. Who won their tournament? That the team that uh, St. Bonaventure beat in the tournament get, was ahead of Louisville, Middle Tennessee hey, State. That's who it was. I'm not. Even, I'm gonna be honest with you. As a Louisville fan, I'm really not tripping about not making the tournament. There's been so much going on. This team was. I, I hate to say the team was so bad, but it was a bad team. It was a bad year, team, man. And so I'm team. not. I'm not really tripping. It it could have been a possible first round exit for Louisville anyway. At least they can. At least this team is still going to get some some work, so they're going to get more games to be able to play in the NIT, and I think that's good for them to get. Uh, Padgett is going to get a little bit more coaching experience. At least he is getting a head coach experience in the tournament. Obviously, he's not going to retain the head coaching job for next year because no, he didn't get it done this year. It it ain't happening. I got a question for you. So, do you you think Padgett's done? I don't think he's done coaching, but I don't think Not he's. Not talking about head coach. At Louisville, he's done head coach. He's done. But that's not to say he might not get a head coaching gig at another school somewhere. Yeah, I mean. But, I but mean, who knows? He may want to stay on the staff with, if, you know, if they get a new coach, you know, he he may. Because I do, I'm not going to, he, I don't know if he was ready to be a head coach just yet. Right. But he's definitely still a good coach to yeah. me. It's just certain things that he I don't think he was really ready for, in my opinion. I do I still like I still do like Padgett, but I just feel like he wasn't ready for the for the head coaching gig yet. And he who he might he might not have thought he was ready, but I mean this is a, he was thrown into it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Nobody was he he wasn't expecting to be no head coach this year. But right. you know, nobody was expecting him to fire Rick Patino like that. Before. So he kinda just got thrown into it. Before we go to the last uh, topic in the sports, though, I got a question for you. So, what do you think about the NBA draft coming up? Should anybody on Louisville's team go ahead and go? Not based on just talent-wise. I mean, of course, talent's the main character, but based on, I guess, kind of like we said about Kevin Ollie, is it their time right now? Is it their, at the, the peak of their career where – if they do come back to school to hurt them, 
compared to if they go ahead and go? I don't think any of them will hurt them to come back because I don't think anybody outside of being a senior, there's no reason for anybody on that Louisville roster to go anywhere. Not one. Well, see, a lot of people are saying, our Ray's gone, Dinga Dale's gone. And I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, Adele, Adele might go. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Ray should go because I just think that he's got so much more that he can do. I think Ray has the best NBA upside. He pro- no, I, I agree with you. He does have the best NBA upside, but I think that I don't his, think he should go. But though. I think, but I think that his stock can go even more yeah, I high. I think he can get better. Dang Adele, maybe Dang his Adele. his stock probably can't get any higher. But I don't think he'd be a good, a great NBA player. I think if he does get I don't drafted, see picking him. that's what I'm saying. I think if he does get drafted, then his career would be very short in the league. Yeah. So honestly, outside of the seniors, I don't, I don't see anybody that should really be going to the league from from Louisville. That's just me. And I agree. I I, I know a couple of cats on our team. They're gonna go. I don't think they should. I don't think anybody on our team should go either. I know Bagley, of course, he's gonna go just because. Of his hype, but even he needs to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, that's why I think basketball should go to that two year rule anyway. But I'll leave that alone. All right, so let's go. We're going to go ahead and transition into a, a, a NBA topic here. I was reading a, a pretty interesting article today uh, where it was asking the question Is Blake Griffin the new Carmelo Anthony? Now, with that being said is everybody knows, <laughs> listen, everybody knows that Carmelo Anthony is such a gifted player, was such a gifted offensive player. He's so nice, superstar, all-star, future Hall of Famer, but never, <laughs> never got the big wins, never got the big wins in the playoffs, never took his, led his team to the finals. It's just starting to look like that Blake Griffin is the same way. Blake Griffin is the new Blake Griffin. Don't even compare him to Carmelo. That's disrespectful. Whoever said that is drinking the same drink well, we're I, on right now. Well, I'm not because talking about skill-wise. Well, of, just, course, of course not. I, I see I see what you're saying, but even then, to take, like, we know they're not the same talent. Of course not. I just, Blake Griffin is a big bust to me. He's been a bust to me since he came out of college. He's overrated. All you can do is dunk. He, of course, he threw a little jumper in his game, but that's because he had to because getting down in that paint keep getting injured. He's – he's, I don't know, man. It's just uh, – Blake Griffin is, is one of them players like he'll always get his points. He'll always get his points. He'll get his rebounds. He's like Kevin Love to me. That's who Blake Griffin reminds me of, Kevin Love. A lot of injuries. Kevin Love got a ring, though. <laughs> but 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 and that but see we can say that too because Melo got a college chip. He ain't got no Griffin NBA didn't do chip. Nothing in college. Yeah. At least Melo being the All Star 14, 15 years. Well, yeah, you can't, comp- never, you can't compare them in college at Blake all. Blake Griffin will yeah. never get 14, 15 That's no comparison games. in college at all. Blake Griffin will never get a ring. Melo still has a chance to get one if he gets on the right team. Melo's never getting a ring. If he gets on the right team, he will. Unless he goes to Golden State. That's what I'm saying. Or he, plays with LeBron, he's not getting a that, ring. And that's that's what I mean by that. I'm not saying that somebody's going to like say, oh, Melo's going to be at the heart of our team. He's not. He's not going to lead nobody. He can do like Gary Payton did. And Don't disrespect on. Gary Payton, bro. 
That's don't fine. disrespect Gary, Gary Payton. I'm just saying, don't. Di- that was my favorite player for a lot of Gary years. Payton, with the signing. Gary don't Payton was one of the, the best point guards ever, but Gary Payton also jumped on that Heat team when they was hot <laughs> and got that ring. He did. <laughs> I know. He did. That's why I mean by that's the only comparison. Look, 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 and before that, right. before that, he tried to hop tried on the Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> right, that didn't work. So that's what I mean by Melo being like GP. Nowhere near game. So do you think Blake Griffin is going to eventually hop, start ring chasing and hop he, on these he teams? He thought he tried. He thought they was going to do it with the Clippers. That was wrong. They sure did. But yeah, you know you that, know what I think messed up the Clippers? Because there ain't no reason they should not have even at least went to a Western Conference Finals, if not the NBA Finals. Because you got to think, they had Blake. They had Chris Paul. You had uh, Jamal Crawford. Was they, nice. They was just they were stacked. They were mediocre. But you know, nah, they were stacked. But you know why they didn't get it done? Because they had an overrated head coach. That and the, the simple fact, the people you just named, bro, don't excite me. Chris Paul's never excited me, bro. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's good. But he don't excite me, bro. He's a little guy. They about to flame out He's in the playoffs, too. He's a Houston's about to flame out in the playoffs, too. And that could too. easily happen, too. But when you say the Clippers, they had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, who, you know, he is who he is. DeAndre Jordan is a bum. He, I mean, he's he's a, he can dunk and he can, you know, what I'm saying get rebounds, but that's it. He can't shoot free. Everybody like ten free throws. It's facts. Then you got uh, Jamal Crawford. Don't get me wrong, Jamal Crawford's a great six man, but he's never been a starter. I never understood why he was six man. Why wasn't he never starting nowhere? He, he was nice. That role. That's that's what he preferred. Why would you prefer that though? Dude was nice. Couldn't no nobody could guard him ever. That's true. that's true. At any team he ever went to, nobody could guard him. That's true. But then you I got, never understood it. Then you got J.J. Reddick and he can Wesley shoot. Johnson. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, a team like that's not going to win a championship. And see, now that now they put Blake Griffin down there in Detroit, which I don't understand because that takes away so much from Drummond. And I don't even know why Drummond even allowed it to happen, which I, I guess we'll never know. But as, as far as, let's just stick to the facts. Carmelo is a good player. Great player, Hall of Fame. Blake Griffin, Hall of Fame, question mark. I don't think he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I'll be satisfied as long as Westbrook gets a championship at some point. Mm, I don't Westbrook's see it. Gonna, I, it's really hard. It's going to be hard Westbrook for him to do, but, I, to join but I wish he do. If he's Westbrook gonna, joins LeBron, that would be. That would be ugly. But it ain't going to happen because Westbrook. Ain't that kind of guy who's yeah. going to want to join Westbrook's going to stay in Oakland. He's going to be his own worst enemy. He's going to stay in Oakland. He's not going yeah. nowhere. He, he's pretty much going to be that that Kobe guy. He's not going nowhere. So you got to bring it to him. Now they tried with Paul George. That's a great idea. Yeah. But they still got Paul one George more. Paul George and Melo. They got one more piece they need. And they might get it next year. You know, they, who's to say they might not get it? If they can get them to stay, they can get another center. They, they yeah, because I think Paul George is talking about he wants to stay in OKC. Yeah, they could use a, a Hassan Whiteside or, you know what I'm saying, DeAndre Jordan. That can make them even better. But until they get one more piece, Westbrook, he's not going to get no championship. I hate to say it, and I think I he deserves it. it. Yeah, he really does deserve a championship. But, 
You got you you got a, a comment on what is my man? Just say something in the mic. No. Let us know you still here. <laughs> no. <laughs> good listening to y'all talk about it though. Y'all motherfuckers sound like y'all on TNT and shit. <laughs> hey man, somebody from TNT ever listen, give us a job. Yeah, I love us. Book us now. Why be cheap? Hey, so, what, needs me. <laughs> so what so so what we're gonna do, we're gonna take one more uh quick break. And uh, we'll come back at you with uh, some of the hip-hop topics on more of the Ball and Beats podcast. back everybody thanks for sticking with us during that break uh welcome back to more the ball and beats podcast again i'm your man b spence it's your boy c jeezy and again we are the black beetles in the city and again we got our guest host with us today we got justice in the building with us yes yes i am here and we're gonna get into our hip-hop topics here uh first thing we're gonna get into is the rapper yfn lucci has Newly released his debut album, had a lot of mistakes out, really been hot in the streets for a while, but now he's just released his debut album. Uh, let me get the name of that debut album actually right Ray now. Ray Ray from Summer Hill. Ray Ray from Summer Hill, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh. So I've got a chance to listen to it. I believe all of us have had a chance to listen to it. What's y'all's opinions on this new album, his debut album? Uh, I just heard a couple of songs. Um. I don't know, bro. Every time I go to listen to some rap shit, it always feels like a job, bro. It feels like homework. <laughs> I really, I be hating all these rappers, bro. Uh, YFN, his sound, I was tired of his sound from the shit, from the singles and shit. But um, the couple songs I heard, I ain't gonna front, I did kind of like them. They didn't, 
they didn't hurt my ears. They didn't make my ears bleed. I say that because I be saying I like shit just because I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's my review of fucking YFN and Lucha. I'm not excited to go here, but I, I can't avoid it. So I'm going to check it out. What do you think, see, Jason? I mean, it's, it's it's solid. He uh he surprised me because I thought I was gonna turn it off before I played it. I thought I was gonna turn it off honestly, and uh, I listened to it. I like uh, he got some hits. He got a, I like that song with Wale. I like that song with uh That's the one Big I Mill. Hear. I like that song with uh it's one more ah the little uh, Offset that was I right too. Okay. And then he's got a song with uh, ah with Ti. I like that. So I mean, he got he got nice little features, man. It's, it, uh, like I said, it's, it surprised me more than what I thought because I, I I really 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 was feeling him when he first came out at Keys to the Streets. They had me going, and then I heard some songs after that, and I was kind of like, eh. but um, you know, I give everybody a chance, man. I I, I think. It's not better than my boy Nipsey, but he's he's up there. He's up there. Good little album. See, see, I'm different, man. I don't, I don't know what it is, man. You like I, your I, new cats, bro. You like the new cats, bro. Man, I rock with YFM, man. I'm I'm feeling this new album more than the Nipsey for some reason. For and I'm really? a and I'm a West Coast music guy. You know what I'm saying? But man, and I and actually, I I got to YFM late. Like I was late on the train to his music. With the, you know what I'm saying, Key to the Streets and, and Heartless. Like, to me, he's had a lot of bangers. And I'm really digging the album. I, like you said, I really do dig the song with Wale. That's probably my favorite joint on there. When I seen that, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, like, one thing, I, this one thing I can say, you know what I'm saying? YFN, every, because all I follow is strippers, bro. So speaking from uh, from the that point of view, <clears throat> All the strippers in Atlanta is fucking with wifey and shit. I'm talking about, I don't know if they personally pay these bitches. <laughs> but I mean, literally, bro, like, that shit be on my timeline. Like, screenshots of bitches listening to the album. You know what I'm saying? Whenever it dropped. The day it dropped, the day before, whatever. Yeah. So, he got the strippers. Like, they, they yeah. fucking with it. So, he got to have some of substance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I said, like, like I said, bro, like, honestly, like, and I had no problem with music because I'm, you know, I listen to everybody. I give you a chance. And once you blow it, it's it's a wrap. But like I, I just I didn't have any hope for dude. I right. was like, I'm gonna put, turn this album on. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna be like, yeah, two Pretty three tracks right. might be good, and I'm a, I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna race it off my title. But it's still on there. I mean, I I, I can listen to the album, bro. He's, he's got some. Like I said, I like albums where you got features, but they don't overwhelm you. And that's that's what he did with it. He's got a nice little mix of songs. His flow is not really bad. Like he, he's never really said anything that lyrically that I've been like, ah, that's crap. But then again, he just don't make me jump out my seat. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But like I said, it's it's a decent album for his first one. Hey, you know, I think he can. You know, he won't be a one hit wonder. I think he can come back and drop Might another album out of this. Yeah. Let me ask this question. Does anybody think that he's put out too much content mixtape wise before dropping an actual album? Uh that's that's what made me suspect of the album because I'm like I've heard all these songs from you and really if you took all the songs that I've heard from him and made that an album, his album would be hard. You know what I'm saying? So it's kinda like 
it's, it's kind of like almost like there's only one rapper that I've seen put out uh, too many mixtapes and still go hard. That was Drake. Drake put out all the mixtapes and still dropped the first album. It was like I was like, damn, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? But it's hard to do that when you drop so much music and people hear so much music of yours for free. And that's like when you charge, uh, when your album comes out, it's kind of like, do I even want to spend the money to listen to them? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because of all the free music you've given me, you know. But like I said, it's 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 worth listening to. If anybody that hasn't heard it, you know, I, t- I tell you to listen to it, download it. It's worth a download. I'm going to listen to it tonight. It's worth a damn. I want to hear that shit with Wale. I already, when I seen it on the, on my time, I'm like, damn, YFN and Wale, I think that shit's going to yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I, even, I, yeah, I rock with YFN. It was good and to I, hear Wale. And I, and like, yeah, yeah, real good to hear Wale because I, I was a big Wale fan, man. Right. And unfortunately, his, his last album didn't do too well. And, you know, for He's a while, he was now. he was my favorite artist for a while. You know what He's I'm saying? He's off the label now. Yeah, that, that's, that's what it is. So, well, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really did like that track with Wale and YFN. I, I'm I'm really digging them. Yeah. What tracks. is it? What type of track is it? Describe it, cause I, you know what I'm saying like, is it some sh- street shit? Or uh, some, uh, let's uh, hell. Uh, I mean, hell. Let's go ahead and yeah, we can we can yeah, have a little snippet. Hey, yeah, yeah, let's do a little snippet real quick. Let, let me find that jump. Let me get to it. To it. Yeah, give me a snippet of that, and give me a title. snippet of uh, that shit with Ti. <laughs> I like that T.I. joint too Is it hard? Who's on the hook? It's T.I. It's just yeah, T.I. I'm saying T.I.'s on the hook Or is Lucci on the hook? Oh, it's Lucci on the hook oh, okay Yeah, here I we like go I like when T.I. be on niggas' hooks Here go to join with Wale A little bit of it She gonna love me tomorrow I think it's a game She gonna love me tomorrow Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that though I can't oh. That Jones real just laid back. Yeah, like that's why I like that. I man. fuck with it. Hey. Man, hey, Black Beatles bring y'all exclusives, man. Y'all ain't heard it yet. You yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's just, that's just real it's laid real. back. Real. Like, just yeah, laid yeah, back rap music. And it's real. Yeah, yeah. he's saying some real Tell shit. bad times I ain't had nothing. That's what I want to hear what Wale gonna say, but I don't want to make you play it forever. Who hasn't done that, though? Think about how much time they yeah. had nothing. Hell yeah. And that's what I, I want to hear from Lucci. I want to hear some gospel from that nigga. I don't want to hear no flashy <laughs> shit. Right, right. 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 What's, what's that? Uh, 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 where's the joint with T.I.? Let me see. Like Here go the T.I. joint with uh, YFN. Nah, he's keeping it with the piano shit. Hey, I, I, I love them pianos on, on them tracks, though. Yeah. First, I thought I was gonna have a panda on there. You hear the background. Okay, I see why niggas fucking with him. I'm gonna check him out. 
I need to hear this shit. I swear I came too far for me to settle. Yeah. I'm gonna hustle hard because I'm better. Yeah, yeah. Hustle hard because I'm better. That's why the strippers listen to this shit. I know I could never be a failure. But yeah, man, that uh. Okay, okay, okay. You already got so my nice. I want to hear it now, cause he said some shit that made me feel him. You feel me? And I just hate. I hate not here. I hate. I hate from a. I hate. I feel like every hood rapper should come out, and they shit gotta. It gotta be the gospel, bro. Like it gotta be the shit for niggas that don't go to church, bro, to get some substance from they shit. Like if it ain't that, I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? From a hood nigga, if that's your, that's your marketing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's his marketing. You feel me? So, yeah, I like what I heard. And uh, another artist, uh, y'all might not be rocking, rocking with dude like I am. You know what I'm saying? But I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Lil Yachty just dropped uh, Lil Boat too. Okay. And uh, I mean, just I, I'm definitely like a big Lil Yachty fan. Like he said, I listen to all the new cats. How could you say I'm a big Lil Yachty fan? I, I, <laughs> I, I am. I like because dude is just out here having fun with his music. You know what, what I'm saying? What you call it? Said the same thing. Uh, Black youngster said that about him. I'm just yeah, because he's not. You know, he's not out here trying to say, oh, I'm the coldest rapper right. alive. Trying to be nobody. I'm so this and that. He's just being him out here being fun. Now, with that being said, it's not very good to me. It's not as good as his the 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 the, the uh it's not the as I'm good as the debut. <laughs> the uh what was it? Nah nah, that was that was Lil B. Nah, Lil <laughs> Lil Yachty's was uh Teenage Emotions. Yeah, he had a real gay cover though. It was teen, like a whole teen, bunch of people and uh, it was a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah. But uh yeah, te- Teenage Emotions was a good album to me from Lil Yachty. But good. but this Lil Boat Two is 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 not it. I, I haven't found one song that I like on it really. Uh, it's kind of they ought to take, to they ought to take his album, strap it to a boat, and put it back in the water. And now he's garbage. just now he's just hating. No, but I just I'm I don't hating. think it's as strong as his album that was album that he came out boo-boo. with. That's yeah. not hating. I mean, I would That's expect not it. Not if it's not, I mean, Gotti. I mean, I called the nigga Gotti. Yachty is the perfect artist to hate on. Why not hate on? How, none of us are under 30 years old here. You feel me? Right. And Lil Yachty, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's anybody that I'm like, he's a soft target, nigga. Why not hate on Bro, I, I could, like, even the first boat, I, I dealt with it. And like you said, the Teenage Emotions, I dealt with it. Like, I'm not even saying, like, he, he's not capable of making a good song. It's just this album right here. And, and, he's, and it's a prime example of what I was talking about. If you look on his tight, if you look on his um, track list, he has maybe one or two songs by himself, bro. Right, the other nineteen, features. everybody's on it. Well, and you that's the thing where you say he tra- he's being himself. For one, fuck fuck Lil Yachty. You know what I'm saying? Like the world ain't gonna stop spinning <laughs> without the nigga. You right, feel me? Right. And because the reason I bring him up is because I think I think who was a good artist who really understood art that got shitted on was Trinidad James. You feel me? Because I kept listening to his shit after his first album and that nigga came with some shit, bro. It was full of, it was like, it was like the, um, it was like the uh, YFN. It was full of shit that kept you motivated. Like, it, it wasn't trying to be nothing. You feel me? And it had a mature message. You know what I'm saying? But, but the sounds was young and anybody can relate to it. He still makes good music. You feel me? But Yachty's not that dude to me. Yachty is a nigga that literally, he got funneled through the machine of QC, you know what I'm saying, where they picked up some, 
some nigga from the streets that was willing to work hard. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have no particular... Uh, like, Yachty, to me, is not an artist. To me. I haven't seen nothing that made me see... Okay, I see, like, like, like Lil B. You can see the art in Lil B. Even though Lil B does a lot of off-brand shit, it's like, okay, Lil B's an artist. That shock shit, that's his shit. Lil Yachty, to me, is just a nigga that... They needed somebody to fill a slot. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, all right, let's get Lil Yachty. Because his dad knew... Um, Coach K, you feel me? And they put that nigga in the machine and they let him go. And I hate artists like that, bro. My personal pet peeve, bro. I hate niggas that just get funneled through the machine. And his only hook was he's a black-ass nigga with red hair. You feel me? That's it. You know what I'm saying? He's willing to be a soft-ass nigga. And on top of that, like, you you can't have an album with all these features and all your features are trash. Like, I ain't saying all these features are trash. He had Quavo, which I ain't gonna say Quavo's trash. Um, and he had a couple other cats that wasn't, but then it's a whole bunch of no name cats that I don't know. And not only do they add on to the to the music, but they suck too. Right. Then he had NBA on there, NBA's little song on there with you know what I'm saying, his verse was alright. But you can't have an alright verse with two bull verses. And, and, a, and a hook that I don't like. It's, it's, I don't know, man. All right, this is something that I want to do that y'all probably don't do. I know, because y'all had me think about my top five when I listened to y'all show, the last show. You got a top five? Go ahead and give us your top five. Okay, I will give y'all my top five. But I'm saying, before we leave today, let's give a bottom five, bro. Not a enough rappers. This is some shit, bro. <laughs> rest in peace to my cousin, Rick Ali, bro. What, this is one thing we used to routinely do, bro. It's some shit. Man. It's some shit I started. But... That nigga loved it, and I appreciate him uh, uh, sharing in the experience with me, bro. We used to routinely hate on niggas that get celebrated, bro. So, like. Oh, I got a long list that I can do that with. Like, I like Snoop Dogg. Like, I'm the nigga who always. Please I hate on Snoop. Please, yeah, please I hate don't on Snoop Dogg. So, Uncle Snoop. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm disrespecting Uncle Snoop. So, what I'm saying oh, is. Man. And I'm talking about we have hours of conversation, like, justifying, like, because I, I have to stand on my ground. You feel me? So, so, so what I'm saying is. Everybody always does the top five. When niggas never do the, and it's so many shitty rappers, bro. You feel me? It's so easy to do a bottom five, bro. So let, on this show today, not only I'm gonna give y'all my top five right now that I can think of off the top because I really hate rappers most of the time. <laughs> but I give y'all top five right now. But let's also do a bottom five, brother. Five niggas that you want to hate. Like I, I'm gonna give y'all one of the niggas that I always hate. Yeah, on, let's bro. start off with the bottom five. Let's I hate go. Kendrick Lamar, bro. I fucking hate Kendrick Lamar, oh, bro. Man, bro. I, I, I bought his first album. Bruh. You feel me? I fuck with him. I, I heard about Section 80. I got Section 80. And I've been listening to Kendrick. I, I fucking, to this day, bro, even with the Wakanda album, bro, I just heard the nigga on the radio on like some trap shit, bro. I just hate Kendrick Lamar, bro. And I don't know why, but I just don't fucking like that nigga, bro. I cannot agree with you on that one. I cannot either. That's cool. That's, why, it's, that's why it is what it is, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was you feel good. Me? So we're going around the room with one. Okay, exactly. we're gonna let's go around until we get to five. So yeah. let's you pick Kendrick nah, Lamar. We got, we, we're gonna go more than five. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> I, say, I say like let's each do three. No, 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 he say no, 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 he no, no, he say one, I say one, he say one, he say another one. We right. go, uh, we're five, gonna, five, we're gonna go around. Fifteen okay. rappers. Okay. We're gonna so go you, around. Yo, Kendrick, fuck Kendrick Lamar. People, I cannot agree with that. 
I cannot agree. The black Beatles, I, the black Beatles do not endorse the views that and, one. Yeah, the yeah. views and opinions of OG just for you alone. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> the road. views and opinions do not reflect the ball of these exactly. podcasts. Right, right, uh, right. Okay, so where's where's my uh, one of my bottom five rappers that I hate on? You know what? And you know if we get some angry hate mail, I'm ready for it all. But the one that I'm gonna hate on is Eminem, Marshall Mathers. Sucks. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna say that he sucks. But I love. I love him in there. The but albums, he's white, so fuck it. The album. The albums that he puts out suck. He sucks. He I can. Like, he I can. Like he can. He can rap. Years ago. He can rap his his ass off, but his albums suck. Who cares? They stink. That's what I say about Eminem. That's his. That's his name. He's not Eminem to me no more. He's who cares? Who cares? And I've always yeah. said that. Who cares? I see. Jeezy, it's your turn. You up? Oh, it's, oh, it's my turn. You are. It's, it's my turn. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh God, I cannot. Okay, we're gonna go. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with who's am I just? I everybody hypes and I just don't like. It ain't got to be a classic. He ain't even got to be nobody be... hype. He just be somebody that you don't like, bro. It could be fucking Lugati, nigga. I, I mean, everybody knows that. I'm not gonna go with him. I'm gonna say. Mm. I already got my next one. I already got my next three. And people, and people are really gonna be I mad got at my me. Next three. I they never really, really gonna thought be about mad at me. I think about it all the time. I hate. I was about to buy the domain. I hate rappers. dot com, bro. This is how passionate I am about fucking rappers. I'm. Bro. I'm not a fan of who. Who? who think of a name? city. New York. Who in New York do you not like? Who in New York? Oh, it's, a, it's a it's a few in New York. Uh, let's see, New York. Well, I mean, let, let's start with Diddy. He's crap. All right, cool. Damn, it took you forever, yeah, nigga. I, I, damn, bitch. Hey, I never thought about it. You can't put Diddy in this category. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Because yes, he's an icon, yes, and nobody can. shits on yes, Diddy. Nobody shits and on. He him. don't even write his music. You it can't. Neither does Drake. If you hate Drake, is in my top five. If you hate Diddy, you just hating his ghostwriters. No, he's not. He's saying no. he hates Diddy. I hate Diddy. Like he yeah. ain't saying I hate okay, Diddy's okay, album. Okay, he's okay, saying I hate Diddy. Okay, okay, we're going. We're going. We're going to go. No, 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 no. You no, pick no. yours. Okay. I'm just. Because you, you still got to come up with four more. I'm just bro. saying my comments. You can. You can stay with who you want to stay with. I'm nah, just saying my comments. Because nobody ever says other than fucking yeah. Fifty Cent, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's really hates on Diddy, bro. And that's what I was gonna say next. Valid, bro. I might take that right now, nigga, because he hates too much, nigga. But I'm not, because that's yours. Uh, nigga, I fucking hate Wiz Khalifa, bro. I fucking hate Wiz. niggas act like he was so val- val- valuable to the game. I only like Kush I can't, Norris, I can't be, I can't be mad. That's at all you. he had. That's all I like. That's all he had, bro. He was a, he was another nigga. He was another little yachty nigga. He was another nigga that I put into. He got a record deal. I mean, I get it. He got the stoner crowd, bro. But he wasn't a uh, lyrical. He wasn't. He didn't. I mean, he do have a little bit of style. I do. I do see him as a. He's like Jimi Hendrix to me. Like you know, what I'm saying he wasn't the best. That, like Jimi Hendrix will admit that he wasn't the best guitarist, but he had a lane. He created a lane. So I guess that's what Wiz Khalifa did. But I, I hate like whatever that song is that comes on the radio now with Wiz Khalifa. I fucking hate Wiz Khalifa, bro. I can't be mad at you. Like I like some of his stuff, but I, I can't be mad at you for that. He's really not that good. I like some of it, so I, I can't argue with you on that one. You know. But my next one, yes. y'all be ready. Hold on to your seats. There's nobody that's going to make me mad. Hold on to your seats. Uh, there's nobody. 
the cats that I don't like up next, the Wu Tang Clan. That's valid, bro. I have never been a fan of the Wu Tang Clan. What about Raekwon? Never been a fan of Raekwon. Damn. I've only been a fan of two solo artists of Wu Tang Clan Method Man. Method Man and ODB as solo artists. But as a group, the Wu Tang Clan. That's what makes the Wu Tang Clan. I don't have. Because they got ODB, they got Method Man, they got a Ghostface Killer, they got Raekwon. That's enough. You feel me? I don't rock with none of them. Except Bruh. for them two that I named, and I everybody's you, always like, "Oh, Wu Tang Clan is this and that." Oh man, they got loyal. They got a. They can't are religion. Can't, can't nobody listen to that weak ass production they niggas have on love music. Shit. Niggas love the RZA. He was their producer, bro. Man, that stuff is garbage. I'm not gonna lie to you. The first tape, I was a late bloomer. That's this is the reason I don't fuck with rappers like that. Because I was a late bloomer. I remember when everybody was buying Master P and shit. My mama wouldn't let me buy that shit, and I wasn't buying that shit. Right. So the first tape that I bought, I was in eighth grade when I moved to Atlanta. And a dude from New Jersey was selling, uh, um, a nigga was selling two, he used to sell bootleg tapes. And the day that I finally had $5 to buy the tapes, he didn't have the DMX shit, which everybody else had already was buying, you feel me? He didn't have none of the fly shit. That nigga had uh, fucking uh, Tony Touch, bro. Mm-hmm. And that nigga had, which the Tony Touch had a couple of joints on it because it was a mixtape, yeah. you feel me? And that nigga had Bobby Digital, bro. And Bobby, that was Bobby, the, Bobby. That was the did, RZA did shit, bro. The worst shit ever, bro. It's ironic that I became a 5% or later, bro. Nigga, because that was the first the first CD I ever bought from a rapper was fucking the RZA. You know what I'm saying? It was a notorious 5%er. But I was like, this shit fucking is horrible. I used to try to listen to it and like it. And probably since that day, I've never truly loved rap. Bro, that Wu-Tang stuff is not... I could never get into that. Like, I would be sitting chilling with my homies, and they, yeah, I'm about to play this woo. And they sitting there banging to it, and it's like, this sounds like slowed down techno beats. Like, bro, this is it's whack. The, they they came with their own. They came with their own sound, and it was, I, I it, they was polarizing. It. There was some love and hate type it. shit. See, Jesus, who's next on on your list, bro? Nicki Minaj. That's valid. She's all. Yeah. I mean, just, I don't think nobody gonna argue I hear with you. Everybody on that. says, "Ah, oh, she's cold." She, no, she's not, bro. It not. ain't everybody who says she's cold is women, right? Nah, it's dudes. A nigga, a nigga convinced me that she was cold for a second, and I think she is all right. But I think she's so into being a celebrity and a pop star that she just check, she'll do whatever. So at this point, I'm not even sure. If it matters if or not, but I'm not sure if she writes her music or not because I just feel like she just goes in the studio and whatever they tell her is gonna work, she does. You feel me? Like I don't think she cares. I don't think she has any integrity as a rapper. You feel me? I ain't never met a dude who thought Nicki Minaj was tough. Nah, like uh, uh, one of my favorite rappers, he convinced me, and I was like, damn, she do got bars. Like he made me listen to her, and she had bars. But that's valid. I would say my next person is. I don't want to pick on these niggas too tough, so let me try to think of somebody. Uh, a rapper that I truly dislike. Uh, who in Atlanta do I know? Oh, Jeezy. I don't fuck with Jeezy. I've never fucked with Jeezy. I've never oh, had a man. junk Jeezy album. That's niggas live and die by that. I know. And I think the fact that people think of Jeezy is another reason I hate rappers. It's because I feel like they push such a poisonous message. And 
they don't even be that talented. Like Jeezy, another person. I think that nigga had a two good record deals. You feel me? He was with Def Jam. He was with Block Entertainment. So he was able to galvanize the energy of the millions of dollars that was being pumped into him. I don't think he was ever that cold. I don't think he was ever better than Gucci, man. I think time is the true teller of who's best. And that's why Gucci is still constantly rising. He's constantly co-signing better talent. Jeezy ain't never done none of that shit, brother. Nigga, I don't think Jeezy's taste is that there. You feel me? Like, I think Jeezy was a hustler that hustled the rap game. You feel me? And he had great marketing. And that, sh- that shit was literally programmed into the young black youth at that time in 03 to whatever, 05. You know, you kind of you, you, you do bring up a good point. Although, I'm still saying that saying Jeezy is weak is sacrilegious. But I know. I mean, I do rock with Jeezy. But you did bring up a good point saying that Gucci Mane was better. A lot of people don't give Gucci Mane the, the, the credit he he's deserves. A Gucci and Mane was always a people, lyricist. People don't understand he's a lyricist. What people hear is people hear his his accent. They hear his the he has a different flow. People try to say he has a lazy flow. He's a they don't they don't get past his flow, but they don't. If you break down his lyrics, what he says, dude is nice with the pen. He's very for real. intelligent. You feel me? And I can tell he's smarter than Jeezy. You feel me? That's what me personally. That's what I think. And Jeezy also is a product of Coach K, who also Lil Boat is a product of. And I feel like he put him in the studio with the right things. Then he had the cosign of BMF, the largest, the most notorious fucking. There's nobody on earth that you can ever compare to BMF. These, these niggas is more fucking popular than El Chapo. You feel me? Yeah. He had yeah. they marketing like that was part of his marketing strategy was fucking that he's BMF. You feel me? Yeah. And I don't even know if he's solid with BMF. You know what I'm saying? So it's on so many levels that I don't fuck with Jeezy, bro. But I've never owned the album of Jeezy. Yes, he got great production. That's it. You feel me? If you ask He got me. a classic mixtape, though. That Trap or Die mixtape with DJ Drama, the Gangster Grills. Well, that that's because DJ Drama was dropping nothing but classic. DJ Drama classy. put so many niggas on because he curated the music. He made sure that if it was a DJ, if it was a... Um, Against the Grills, that shit was a classic. It was gonna be better than the album. That was hot. With Jeezy, he's always had. A, he's always been a decline to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? You see, what started, started off. Oh started, yeah, because he's never reached that level of that Trap or Die mixtape ever right. again. He started her, and from from 101 to now, he's what's it say? He's the he's the Black Griffin of rap. But I think he he had. I think he he <laughs> he's had a new Black Griffin. I think he had one album that was almost up there that was super dope, and I think it was uh. It might have been the recession. Whichever album that uh, my president is black was that on. That was a recession. That album was nice. But and other that's what than I'm that, saying. I, I and once you get to that third album, it's like you get so many niggas that's working with you, bro. That's making sure your shit. If you, if you like, it, it's such a money game, bro. It's like you literally come to the studio. They got the whole concept of the album. You don't even have to write your shit. Niggas just be writing their shit just so niggas will tell you they wrote their shit. You feel me? But it's like the song, nigga. You could put farts and giggles on the motherfucking song nigga the hook is so cold and the beat is so cold that it's a, the song is there the song is made before the rapper come rappers typically ruin songs you feel me yeah yeah and i do like gucci man way better than oh man i rock with gucci Gucci is Gucci. Gucci. I'm glad Gucci's getting a movie about it. I feel like everything Gucci deserves you know what I'm saying I'm do glad I, you know what I got hmm I got one and everybody's you know what I, if if you're upset, speak go ahead truth, and send your brother. email. Your I'm truth. about to speak my truth. One of the rappers that I rocked with a few songs, but I didn't rock with a hundred 
They try to say that he's the best ever. He's not in my top five, maybe not in my top ten. Biggie. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Rick Ross. No. Nah, I was going to say I fuck with Ross. No, I've I get never you been Biggie. A, I've never Biggie been said a super some mad Biggie homo fan. shit. You know what I'm saying? And you, niggas always overlook it like it's cool. Whatever. This shit ain't cool, bro. Period, nigga. But you know what? He ain't the only one that said mad homo mm-hmm. stuff. Because, listen, if you think back to the early 90s rap, all of them was saying a lot of homo stuff. Uh, so that's all of them. All of them. But, like, think about. Niggas out the South, think of, Listen, listen. No, nah, think Star about. Think, think about. We're going to go back to this one song. Think about uh, 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 Dr. Dre and Snoop. Dre Day. Dre Day was filled with nothing but mad homo stuff. Well, I think Dr. Dre's a suspect nigga anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's He's always been a rumor about Snoop, him. That's what I'm saying. Snoop is low-key low suspect, bro. But you, you, you think about Not all the lines. Think about that song. Let's go through the song. When they talking about Easy e When he's talking about uh, oh, yeah. gap teeth in your mouth so, so, so my, my joints got to fit. That's one. Right. Then another, then Snoop comes in, you know what I'm saying? And Snoop wrote yeah. that shit. With, 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 with my thing on your tonsils, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and they, uh, we gonna, uh, when they talk about Luke, because you know they had beef with Luke back in the yeah. day, we're going to snatch you up from the back and show you how we who ride. That song was filled with nothing yeah, but homo true. stuff. That's true. And everybody was rocking it like it was And that's cool. what I'm talking about when it comes to marketing, bro. Like, just, that's why I say we can hate on you, look, uh, uh, little boat, because when the shit is, Fresh and it's marketed to you, bro. Nobody questions because oh, it's popping, it's it's trending, blah, blah blah blah, and there's no integrity to nothing, bro. Like I don't know, bro. I'm I'm never I'm never riding the wave, bro. Like you feel me? Whatever the wave is, I'm never riding it, bro. And that's why when somebody shit do strike me, I'm like, oh, these niggas is gonna be around because they got me, and I'm hating on everybody's shit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. That's me too. That's why my Twitter name is the Hater. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got one. You got you got one more. I got one. Yeah, uh, one more, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, KRS One, man. I'm with you. Well, KRS-One. you know that's a different era, bro. Like we don't with that style of fucking music. It's like who really liked that style anyway? I call him punk ass Chris. I never. I mean. I just I just heard so many comparisons and it's like it just takes me back to that Nas line, which was a classic line, but it's like KRS made it already made an album called Blueprint. Then I think about his blueprint compared to Jay Z's and it's like Jay Z's blueprint was destroying KRS's blueprint. Like it's not even close. I like beef with him, my fate too. Not even close. How can you beef with that? He I mean, uh, you can't beef with that, bro. That's one of the, one of the best albums ever made compared to KRS one. I mean, I never. He's just never. He's never struck me like that. He's I, too. I he's too high and almighty for me. Like, oh, I'm the I'm the gatekeeper of everything that's hip hop. If if I don't say it's hip hop, it's not hip hop. Shut up. And real quick, because we Shut were talking up. about with B West, and it's just like like when I said to him, he thought I was crazy. It's crazy how like you take these duos. And it's like, okay, at the end of the day, they are a duo, but really, I'm more of a Andre than Big right, Boy. Exactly. I'm more of a MJG than A Ball. I'm more of a Pimp C than a Bun B. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's just like when you say that, cats would be like, huh? But if you if you if you take people. away MJG 
and put him over here with eight bar, bro. MJG bars, bro. I'm sorry. MJD got do got bars, but A Bar got flavor, bro. He got flavor. Yeah, they was a great flavor. duo. That's what that I'm saying. That's duo. what makes him a great duo. But like with with, with with what you call it, uh Outcast, Dre would have been straight by his motherfucking self. You and what's they said that? Tracks said that. That was that was strong. What up, Tracks, man? He said, like, you take the big boy and the Andre. He said the only reason why people don't put Andre three thousand in their top five is he never dropped his own album. Right. And I'm like, it's powerful. And a lot of people do put him in their top five. And nobody right. puts Big Boy in their top five, period. Right. Never. Except for maybe Killer Mike. And, Which, like, and I like Killer Mike. That's and that's favorite. who I was going to say is overrated, bro. Like, I think I love Killer Mike. Like, I think he's the most intelligent nigga. Like, he's so Atlanta to me. Like, he he is Atlanta. Like, not YFN, not Young Thug, not T.I., not Big Boy, not Andre 3000, not CeeLo Green. Not, like, if you if you – the perfect – the perfect summation of what is Atlanta to me is Killer Mike. He's like Scarface is the Texas. Right, but he is not as a fucking great rapper that he thinks he is, bro. Like, he's just not, bro. Young Dro is a better rapper than fucking... All of them Dro's niggas that nice. I named, Dro's all nice. them niggas that I named is better than him. CeeLo is a better rapper. T.I. is a be- way better rapper. Big Boy is... He's equal to Big Boy, bro, to be honest. Yeah. All right, so my top five, since we hate it. My top five is uh, Drake, uh, Don Trip. Uh, Ooh, that's strong, man. I love Trip. That's my nigga. Uh, Trip go hard. Nipsey I'm Hustle. Sorry. Nipsey Hustle just because, like, I love the fact, like, he's he's much. I don't feel dumb listening to that nigga, bro. You feel me? I don't feel like. If a, if I was fucking with a high class bitch, I had to cut that shit off, and that's how I feel about a lot of niggas that come out. Uh, Chance the rapper and J Cole, because everything J Cole says, I got on J Cole with I think his song was like Vilmatic. He was rapping over um, that was uh, on the Friday night. Uh, Friday yeah, night he was rapping over uh, one of the hardest Kanye West. Ever. Yeah, he was rapping over Kanye West. He was talking all this Ville shit. I thought he was from. I was in Atlanta. I thought the nigga was from the Ville. I didn't know. You feel me? I did. I was like, this nigga's cold. Right. He had me hooked. You feel me? From that from that point right. on, bro. And he's so intelligent, bro. That nigga was like summa cum laude or some shit, bro. Like, yeah, I like yeah. intelligent rappers. That's why I say like you could tell how intelligent. Uh, you could tell that Gucci man is much more intelligent than Young Jeezy. I can't as an intelligent man. You feel me? Right. And I love the intelligence of J. Cole. He's a father. I don't feel like he's out of the box or out of his lane. I feel like he's way... The reason that I hate Kendrick Lamar is because I was introduced to him from J. Cole. And J. Cole gave him such a high stamp. That I was like, oh, I know this nigga's going to be cold. And I've never been satisfied with this nigga, bro. I've never been like... But I like some yeah, of his songs. I like some of Kendrick bars. Lamar's songs. He got bars. He got bars, but I, I got, like his style. I got a question it's not saucy real quick. Enough. As we compare... I know we already said... Our worst and our top. I don't even want to know that. I want to know just because they're from the same city and they've been going at it. Who do y'all like more as far as Dolph and Yo Gotti? Ooh, damn, Jeezy. You would say some shit like that, bro. Because I like Yo Gotti. Gotti I, was in my top five, bro. I, I been, published that shit. I've been riding with Gotti since. If a nigga don't hustle, then a nigga don't right. eat. I was on Murray State's campus. Banging that. Right. I was on but, WKU's campus banging that. But, right. <laughs> but Dolph is hard, bro. I'm this the hard, thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. All right. So, Yo Gotti 
I've been listening to Yo Gotti longer than any other rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so if I had to say who I was a fan of the most, I've listened to more Yo Gotti than any other rapper on the You're planet right. Earth. I've been listening to Yo Gotti since I was 15. I'm 32. Play fly. So, <laughs> right. he was in my top five for like at least a decade. You feel me? Because right. he always got better. And to this day, he's still getting better. Yeah. You feel me? I can't front. Like, I don't even think he write his own shit no more, to be honest. Because I've been listening to him that long. I'm like... Gotti ain't writing this shit no more. I don't yeah, even think right. he wrote his, his down stuff in the is way DM, different bro. from the life. It's way album, bro. different, bro. Like yeah. when he was a fucking block burners and shit, bro. Like so, I don't even think he writes this shit, but he a hustler. So I respect his hustle. You feel me? Um, but damn, that nigga Dolph. I truly believe in the independence of Dolph, and I believe God Gotti was independent too. So, yeah. but but I be but off longevity alone. <laughs> And I feel like he got better music to keep it 100. Like, I feel like Yo Gotti, whether he writes it or not, if you want to go bar for bar, Yo Gotti got it, bro. Yo Gotti got it. But I love Dolph because Dolph came out of nowhere. And, and I don't feel like he was a nigga that came out of nowhere and he wasn't truly who he said he was. I feel like he truly was who he said he was. And I feel like Gotti was too. I just feel like Gotti was doing more um, business and he yeah. was acting like it was yeah. cocaine. But it was actually biz because I heard I heard I heard fucking ten years ago that Yo Gotti owned a trucking company with like 10, 18 wheelers, shit like that. You feel me? Right. Like I feel like Gotti is a smart businessman. So it's unfortunate they beef. Yeah. I got it. I got to give it to Yo Gotti because I've been so fucking with Yo Gotti for the long. Yeah, I, I I do think as a rapper that Yo Gotti is probably a better rapper. But like as of right now, I mean Dolph Dolph is 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 is. I think Dolph is making a look. I don't want to say better music, but you can tell Gotti's trying to go more mainstream and crossover. He's and doing that. it to what he has, but I, and, but, but I he think has Dolph to, though. But I, I and, right and, and, because he's been doing it for since right, the nineties, right, bro. He signed with with the Rock. He has and to. he's been doing it since the nineties. We've been hearing him do underground shit for. Yeah. He had a decade of underground right, shit. You feel right. me? Don't nobody want to hear that shit. Right. I don't want to hear that shit. And and, and and this is the thing. The reason I think he always going to get the crown as King of Memphis is because I don't think uh, Dolph is ever going to out-earn Yo Gotti. I think he beat him. I think he's – like, I think he – I think he started in the game earlier, just like Jay-Z. It's so many niggas that's never going to make more money than Jay-Z as a uh, rapper. Yeah, you feel so he can start making shit music, but it's like, what you going to say to him? All he going to do is any, talk about how much money he makes. I don't think anybody's going to make more than Jay. If Look, Jay is up at what? Nas like, might not, do it. Niggas, what, niggas what like They did the uh, top, the top, top richest like rappers before, but Jay-Z is like 900 million. Puff but, is like 870-something million. Yeah. The the one that I thought that could get up there with with Jay Z probably was Drake. He's only at a hundred million. Well, this is the thing. I think if like I don't think it's impossible. I don't think Jay Z. I think Jay Z. It's hard. It's it's very hard to compete with Jay Z. However, the reason I say Nas is because I don't know if y'all been seeing this shit go viral about Nas made like forty million off of uh the uh the app the uh, Echo Ring. The ring. Yeah. The ring, because he invested in it when Shark Tank passed on it. Right. But he got a manager that's young that's got him invested in all this tech shit. Bro, you can't overest underestimate tech. And I ain't heard about Jay-Z being invested in tech like that. So all it takes is a couple of these joints, because what happened with the ring is they got acquired for a couple billion by Amazon or some right. shit like that. Right. So all it takes is a couple of them type of plays. And... Hmm? We'll see. We'll yeah, see who gets that. Yeah, but he he's invested in so much, bro. Like, yeah. And then you also got to think music wise, 
if Nas ever does drop anything. Ain't nobody checking for Nas album. Nah, I mean, I think I think people will always check for. I think people will always check for Nas albums. I don't know what his last album was, but I think people check for it. Nas fans would check for it, but as an overall rap fans, they're not checking for Nas. I don't think niggas is checking for Jay Z albums like that. I guarantee you that. Man, I'm telling you, because everybody got the last one. Everybody got the last album. No, niggas did not get the last album, bro. Four 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 didn't get it like that, bro. Look them numbers nah. up. For for I, I think they skew the numbers, bro. To be honest with you, like I don't nah. like numbers do lie, what bro. You did, know what I'm saying? Like even the Forbes numbers, what they like did, what they did was they they pretty much they conned you. Was it like what's the they Samsung phone or they some con- shit this they time? They conned you with the title. Only reason why, why I got, it was the title. Shit. Yeah, why I that's got what I'm saying. Now is because I knew the four four four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so, the numbers don't really count in that. It's not a fair game. He owns title. You feel me? Like. So he can put his streams at whatever, to be honest. Like, like record labels have been buying CDs just to say, oh, this artist went platinum. You feel me? Or this artist sold this much in the first week. They do that. You feel me? Oh, like, that's course. a known thing. So Jay-Z owning a streaming service, it's very easy for him to boost his numbers on his streaming service. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. You know. Good convo. Good info. We, we, uh, so what we going to do? We, we could keep, keep going forever. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and, and wrap up this dope episode today. Wrap it up, B. Uh, uh, wrap it up, B. Uh, uh, my man Justice, man, go ahead and uh, you got any shout outs you want to shout out to anybody real quick? Most certainly, man. I want to shout out the Naked Hustle Show. Go. So, if any of y'all are curious, what is it like to be like a stripper? What is it like to be a stripper? Or just what they got to say about niggas and what niggas could do to get them to get them without having to spend no money. Or as a woman, if you want to know what you think uh, from an inside point of view of, you know, how you can keep your man at home and keep that income in, in the house instead of him going to trick it off at the strip club, go to thenakedhustleshow.com. You know, you can follow us on uh, Instagram at thenakedhustle.show. And uh, check out my podcast. That's what's up. That's what's up. Where, where can they catch you with your, uh, your other social medias? That's it, man. I don't really plug my personal shit because I'm not here to be a, a cool person. Like, <laughs> I, I believe in products, bro. Like, I believe you should make a product more popular than yourself. So, go to the That's Naked real. Hustle Show. And I'm, I, I don't do have that. a personal IG. That's I run real. the Naked Hustle Show IG. So That's real. That's real. Uh, so, so once again... Uh, you you can catch uh, you can catch the Ball and Beach podcast page on Facebook. It's just the Ball and Beach podcast. Uh, catch us on Instagram as well. Uh, the Ball and Beach podcast. Anytime you want to send some feedback, please don't hesitate. Send it to the Ball and Beach podcast at gmail dot com. That's the Ball and Beach podcast with a Z. With a Z. The Ball and Beach podcast at gmail dot com. See Jeezy, any closing thoughts? Any closing shoutouts? Ah uh, man, you know y'all always catch me. IG or Facebook, just type in Jeezy, don't do it, you'll find me. Uh, Got to give major shout-outs, you know, to the usuals. Uh, Be More First Class, DJ Equip, MAP Visuals, Joe Lewis Photography, Rod Smooth. Uh, big shout-out to uh, Robin G, Pretty Birdie. Shout-out to Virtue, the venue. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Renegade. I had one of them rock star shots. Yeah. <laughs> had me warm inside. Uh, pause. Shout out. Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm <laughs> it's a drink. It's a drink. Had me warm inside. But yeah, pause on the other shit. Uh, shout out to, uh, man, oh, big shout out to uh, 
feel and uh, tone. We coming for y'all, man. They beat us in space the other day. They been running, man. So we coming for y'all, man. I'm gonna tell you that right <laughs> now. Uh, and shout out to my, my homie One Take, man. Oh new, yeah, new shout out One Take, man. Shout new out mix One Take, nice. All right, all right. So you know what I'm saying. I'm your man B Spencer with CGZ. Uh, we are the Black Beatles. Uh, thanks for kicking it with us for another episode. We will catch you on the next one. Y'all be easy. I change these niggas, they still hate My granny was stressing when I got shot before she took her last breath I think I wear that woman to death, so I ain't forgave myself And they say money can't buy you happiness, so I'm drowning in wealth All these 16 bars of pain, I ease these cries for help Said I've been called ugly my whole life, a loser, a waste and I had so much balled in, I'm surprised I didn't break I even attempt suicide, I was trapped in a cell Trying to find heaven gates, but a couple miles from hell And every time I try to walk away, they call me back in